Hello and welcome to Bygones, the Annie McBeal Rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we rewatch every episode of Annie McBeal through 2021 eyes. Yeah. And it's episode five. <laughs> we should say that this is the first episode that we're recording post Bebe having. <laughs> Yeah. Is it not? It is. You have had my All those old and you are episodes raising one to- <laughs> uh, Yeah, raising somehow. Yeah, those past four episodes were all from the past and now we're pretty now much we're, up to present day. Yeah, pretty much. As close as we're going to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's pretty fun. It's pretty exciting. It's been a wild ride. It's been, cause it's it's been, been a wild like, eight months. What, six months since we last did this? Oh god. No, I think it's what is it? July yeah, yeah, end of it, July it's now. July, so it's six months. Oh okay, so yeah, six months. I feel like by the time people hear this though, it'll be more like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's six months since yeah. we did this. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I've Crazy got a whole human times. with a personality to look after. <laughs> You're responsible. Mental. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a lot. Yeah. Motherhood yes. anxiety is real, guys, just in case you wondered, <laughs> as is sleep deprivation. So if I come across as sort of delirious at any point in this episode, that's why. <laughs> if I come across as delirious at any point in this episode, that's just my normal state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, but dear. we're back in business. And we're... Back in business. We're, we're looking at... Episode five of Ali McBeal of season where are we four? Season four, four. yeah. And um, we are looking at episode five, the last virgin, the last, the very last virgin. one that ever was, which makes no <laughs> sense. Like I don't understand because like everything, every like the, the perpetuation of the human race relies on <laughs> a constant stream of virgins. Also, there is no last they virgin. Never, they never refer i mean the person they're referring to with that title is never referred to as the last virgin <laughs> like, yeah i don't know if, is it a book reference or a film reference not that stupid I'm aware of. <laughs> no well anyway. anyway i've got no i'm too sleep deprived for the patience <laughs> for these stupid episode titles now i've got time i've got time for this yeah move on <laughs> Okay, so the last version um, first aired on uh, the twentieth of November, two thousand. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the Nardies, the other decade more problematic than it looks. Um, goodness. That was exactly a year before we moved to our parents' current home. Is it? Exactly. It was the 20th yeah, because we, mo- we moved we moved on the 20th of November 2001. Wow. Good memory. I did not Fun facts. remember that. Um yeah. so the UK number 1 at this time, I will give you the artist. I'll see if you are too sleep deprived to remember the title, but let's see. The artist is A1 Oh, just one on one. That's the way we do it. Baby. Just one on one. That's the way we do it. Is it? Um. Oh. Uh. Oh God. Say what is it? Hang on. Let me. Let me be be logical. Right. So it was two thousand November two thousand. A one. Um. 
Believe in me, baby. Be the first to believe. No. Believe in me, baby. Oh. Is it <laughs> oh. take on no. me? No. Oh. oh, Jesus. I don't know. Oh, another man. I'm really sad now. Day. Oh, what can I same say? old brand new you. You're still of the course. same old brand same new old you. Brand new you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You tell my family. What can, can I, I do? do? <laughs> oh yeah, that had a really good build up into the chorus because it was like, "Say you wanna go, say you wanna go, say you wanna go, never 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 gonna break your, your promises, never gonna turn me on." In the same old song. Oh, so good. Yeah, I you know what? A one had terrible hair. Yeah, wonderful songs. Yes. If they're remembered for anything, it should be that. <laughs> yeah, and at the time I thought they were stupid, but now looking back, I'm like, they were really good. They, they so, did some yeah. good, good big, pop Big fans. Good pop yeah. pops. Okay. Um, and the US number one is Destiny's Child. Surely that's... No, Independent Woman was 2000... Was it 2000? It was 2000. Was Independent Woman. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Lucy Lou. Yeah, question. <laughs> ah, how how topical, how appropriate. Lucy Lou, exactly. Exactly. Gives a shout out to our girl. It yeah. is, it is. Brilliant. It's our, our great, great times. Um, great times. So, 18th of November is yeah. the wedding of American actor Michael Douglas to Welsh actress Catherine Zeta-Jones. <gasps> Catherine Zeta-Jones from Wales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was it when she won the Oscar for Chicago or something that she did her Oscar speech and she suddenly sounded the most Welsh she's ever sounded in so many years? Like <laughs> yeah. every other interview that she's had this transatlantic twang, but then suddenly she was like, I'm the girl from the valleys. <laughs> so I apologise to all Welsh people out there. My Welsh accent is not good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. I yes. I have a vague recollection of that. But they're still going strong. Isn't that nice? They're still. Yeah. They're still well done, everyone. Everyone well said done. they wouldn't last, but yeah, look at but them proving everyone wrong. Them. Another May December romance, much like Callista Flockhart and Harrison Ford. Yes. Who are very also true. still going strong. Yes. Yes. Very. Very true. Yes. Interesting. So. <laughs> Yes. And the other thing what that I've got is twentieth uh, of November. Judith Keppel becomes the first contestant to win one million oh, pounds. Who wants to be a millionaire? On the UK yeah. version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on the same yeah. evening of the final episode of One Foot in the Grave is shown on BBC One in the same time slot. It is later speculated. That oh. Keppel's win was fixed so that ITV <gasps> would draw ratings away from BBC One. However, never. <laughs> the ITC clears Salador and ITV of the allegations. Yeah, Salador were the production company, yes. weren't they? Oh my goodness. There was a goodness me. <laughs> well, I never. Well, there wasn't, apparently. Well, there wasn't. But, yeah. That's what they found. There was no conspiracy. It was just. Mm. Co- a sure. coinky dink just a big old coinky dink sure 
Oh, yeah. I was like, as soon as she said Judith Kepler, I was like, I know that name from somewhere. Why yeah. do I know that name? And yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I vaguely I, remember that. The, I remember the, the whole coughing major scandal. Yes, more, but I, I think maybe that. that's. Because they just done a documentary of it, uh, not documentary, a dramatization yes. of it, haven't they? Yeah, they did. Which was quite good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, right. But so are we ready? Is it... Yeah. Cool. So let's crack into episode five then and find out what this last virgin is doing, cool. being a virgin <laughs> and the last. So um, we open on Ali. Um, I guess she's watching like the naughties equivalent of a how-to video on YouTube. <laughs> it's <get> basically <laughs> it's an instructional VHS tape on kissing. So it's all really like super sincere with a voiceover telling you like don't consume too much alcohol um, and shy man might stand back but don't construe this as disinterest and they also have <laughs> tips such as not to fold your arms removing any mint beforehand to avoid awkwardness and excess secretion um, and it, it, it also like continues to say moist but not wet lips are preferable because dry mouth is often a problem and when it says that Ali starts licking her lips and at this point, Renee, who has been watching from behind a door, is like, what in God's name? Which I was like, quite. Very understandable question. Yes. What in and God's Ali's name? And Ali's all like, Ali is all like, oh, hey there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just watching a little tube. There was nothing else on, so I just threw it in. I'm breezy. <laughs> and Renee's like, Ali? And she's like, oh, well, sometimes I do dumb things to see if you'll notice. And Renee is like, Ali. And then it all comes out. So she's watching this video because tomorrow is her third date with Larry. And she's anticipating that is expected that they will kiss because it's the third date, Renee. And Renee's <laughs> like, Ali, on the third date, you're supposed to sleep together. And Ali's like, look, I'm allowed to be nervous about my first kiss. And Renee's like, yes, girls often get nervous, but you are 30. Why are you watching a video? And Ali's like, basically, she thinks she's forgotten how to kiss. And she also gets dry mouth, like the video says. And she feels like she's never kissed a man. And if she has, she's totally forgotten. And she's just completely spiraling, essentially. Um, and then she turns back to the video and they both watch as the TV couple, like, are slowly moving in to kiss each other. And the voiceover <laughs> is narrating, like, what to do. And he's like, um, to indicate that his advance is welcome, tilt your head and expose your tongue and be sure to close your eyes and let his lips meet yours. And Ali and Renee are like, facing the tv and they do as they're told they're like tilting their head um, and finally the voiceover is like find his upper lip with your lower lip and make a sound to indicate your pleasure and renee and ali are both like <sighs> in unison <laughs> and then we're in titles yes so i mean welcome to ali's bonkers like <laughs> obsession for this week she's forgotten how to kiss sure get like you know the kind of worry I, I do get that because I remember being like single for years in my like early 20s and being like do, do I know how to kiss <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like riding a bike nobody ever forgets oh, yeah, how to kiss no, I know it's just I, I I can understand the irrational fear what I don't understand is where the fuck Why she you got get this video, video from <laughs> Probably like, like the library or something. But who made that 
video because it's not for like it's two adults in the video it's not like it's like a teenage at first i was like oh maybe it's like a like a sex ed school, yeah sex edge it's a sex sex edge sex and maybe it's the edge of sex <laughs> yeah, the edge <laughs> it of kind sex. of is to be honest. it's the, the beginning edge of sex <laughs> edge of or it sex. should be <laughs> Um, but it's like, yeah, I was just like, but these are like adults. These aren't like teenagers in the video. So I'm just like, Very who bizarre. made this? Who is this for? Where did Ali get it? Who's responsible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's peddling this film. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So these are all very good questions, Eleanor, but we don't get any of those answers. Because... No, we'll never know. <laughs> After titles, um, Vonda is singing um, Doris Day song, um, Everybody Loves a Lover, as Ali is going up in the elevator, looking pleased with life and love. And she's in one of her little love bubbles. Yes. And as she gets off the elevator, we hear Vonda continue on the soundtrack and Elaine hands her a coffee and Ali grins at her. And then Ling and Nell walk past and Ali smiles and waves after them, much to their confusion. And Ali makes her way to her office so in love <laughs> only to open the door and see Kimmy there and record scratch um, and Vonda cuts out so Kimmy of course is from the last episode and played by Jamie Gertz of Lost Boys slash Twister fame mm-hmm. um, so Kimmy comes out with why she's there straight away so six months ago she was removed from the partnership track because um, she's a lawyer as well if, if anyone remembers um, and she's embarrassed and humiliated and she now works at another firm but she um, sued her old, fir- old firm out of principle and the trial starts tomorrow but her attorney who Ali knows from when Kimmy was suing her <laughs> was going to handle it but he has suddenly become unavailable as of yesterday so now Kimmy is thinking of hiring Ali and Ali's pretty suspicious and kind of a bit like, why would you hire me? Because you were trying to sue me last time we saw you. <laughs> um, and Kimmy's like, well, it's because um, Cajun Fish comes highly recommended. And I was like, uh, how? <laughs> like, who is highly recommending them? <laughs> um, and <laughs> also, um, apparently, Kimmy wants Ali because she's got experience with the mean judge. Um, but also because the defendants have changed counsel um, and they have hired Larry Paul. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Cut to Ali talking to Richard about it and trying to get out of taking the case by saying that, like, Larry is her lawyer. But Richard brushes it off and it's like, no, your case is over. So, like, there's no, no conflict. And Ali's like, no, 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 no. But technically, we are personally involved. And Richard's like, ooh, have you slept with him? And Ali goes to throw a punch at him. But then he steps aside and she misses and almost topples over. <laughs> And Richard is like, look, just because you two are involved, it doesn't mean that you can't square off in court. Plus, we can get John to help. And Ali's like, no, she wants me. And Richard's like, well, you can second chair. And then he turns um, off. He turns kind of off camera. Like, uh, we can't see who he's talking to. And he's like, John, can you meet her? And then the camera pans and we see that John is in, has been in the room all along. Um, but he's in this weird chiropractic like apparatus upside down (laughs) like rack thingy i don't know what you'd call it um and john um from that position agrees to meet her um and ali is still protesting but richard is like look there are reasons pro reasons con but what does everything come down to in life say it with me john money Money. 
And he says, as senior partner, he has a fiduciary duty to make as much of it as he can, not simply for him, but trickle down. You, Mark, Nell, Ling, how can I expect their loyalty if I'm not faithful to them? And he sends Ali off back to Kimmy to go get that retainer with a pat on the butt. <laughs> Um, and then Ali goes off reluctantly and Richard asks John how he's doing and John just goes fine from upside down yes what is that thing that John is on that's the, my main knows. takeaway <laughs> who knows and how does he get I don't on know. and off it I don't I don't know yeah who's helping him get on and off it it's uh really confusing it, a- I, I think it's something for his back I don't know I, I don't um, know so Ali has then gone to see Larry, who is amused that she took the case. Um, Ali points out that it was actually Richard who took it and she's only going to be second chair at most, but she wants to know if he thinks it's too dangerous. And Larry is like, well, usually I like to get a few more dates in before it turns to war. And Ali's like, look, if you're not comfortable, say so. And Larry's just teasing her saying, um, well, how would you handle me beating you? And I don't mean with a hairbrush. And Ali's like, well, how would you handle me beating you? And Larry's like, well, mostly I'd be impressed because your client is Kimmy. (laughs) (laughs) And Ali's like, no, seriously, are you okay with it? And Larry gets up and it's like, it's too embarrassing. And Ali's like, no, come on, just tell me. And Larry's like, okay, I'm just going to say it. For whatever reason, I'm really self-conscious about my butt. And the way that you stare at it, it's really distracting. And Ali's like, oh, uh, well, well, what if I promise that I won't stare at it? And then she realises that Larry is just yanking her chain. And is like, <laughs> I do not stare at your butt. And Larry's like, gotcha. And he's like, but don't worry, it's okay. I stare at yours. And Ali is like, why? And then she realises that Larry's yanking that chain again. Lol. And, um, and then he's like, look, can we just deal with the question? And Larry says, well, he's not the kind of lawyer who likes to get all adversarial with opponents. So it's okay with him if she wants to represent Kimmy. But he wants to ask her one thing. Does Ali know what the case is about? And Ali's like, yeah, she was denied partnership. And Larry's like, yeah, but but do you know the reason? And that's when we cut to John finding out the reason from Kimmy herself. Can we just stop before you go into that scene? Because I just wanted to say, um, I don't quite understand why she's like finding, feeling that this could be a problem, her going up against Larry in court. Because I swear she's gone up against love interests in court before and it's she, never Brian? been that yeah like she's definitely done this before why is it suddenly like a big deal because um, larry uh, larry <laughs> ali likes to make a mountain out of a molehill she's, yeah. that's her mo um but also i i really love the way like M-O- all hill <laughs> <laughs> i i really love the way like um larry is teasing her in in that scene just because yeah i think it's, it makes her, it's actually like making ali seem quite endearing and sweet like she 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 doesn't get like funny with him she's just like oh like yeah <laughs> like you're yanking really, my chain <laughs> yeah, yeah she just seems really sweet which is like no mean feat like to make ali no quite sweet and endearing is is actually quite impressive so it's, i like this side that larry is kind of bringing out in ali out of nice. they've got such a cute dynamic yeah, I yeah. Think that's what i like most about this season yes um but yeah then we cut to john finding out the reason uh kimmy was denied partnership from kimmy herself um she's telling him it was 
for being prude. It was for not getting along with others by being too puritanical to fit in. And John's trying to get at the detail and he's asking if they ever said that she should loosen up sexually. But as he asks that question, his nose and his mouth start twitching. And Kimmy's like, why are you doing that with your mouth? And Ali explains that he has recently remembered a bad experience with lip bristle, alluding to one of last season's John tales, where he said he once <laughs> dated a woman with facial hair. Sure. Um, and Kimmy yeah, tries... To... I couldn't remember what that was about. I completely... Yeah, do you like, not remember that? Blank. It was really stupid. Oh my yeah. God, that's so stupid. Yeah. Oh you my... mean, Eleanor, you mean, you mean to say you don't remember each and every one of John's, John's tales? <laughs> John's traumas. <laughs> It's like Aesop's fables, John's tales. <laughs> John's tall The woman tales. and the lip bristle instead yeah, of the tortoise okay. and the hair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but Kimmy tries to sympathise by saying that she also has a dormant twitch in her eye, which tends to come out when she's really nervous, which is, a pa- which is actually in her complaint because after she was fired, she apparently twitched for a week. And John's trying to get her to focus because this is a difficult case. He's like, this is irrelevant. Um, but he twitches his lip again and Kimmy's too busy saying how cute he is. Like a little hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like her in this episode. Like she actually yeah. comes across as quite like... Um, I mean, she, she is annoying, but she's funny. Yeah, like you can... Yeah, she's one of those characters that... You, you, if if you knew her in real life, you'd probably find her very annoying very quickly. But she and not make her partner. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they kind of do start to sort of um, make her quite a sympathetic character in this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they do that pretty effectively. So next. Ali stumbles upon Ling, who is in the bathroom doing her makeup, wearing fashion moment. I know! (laughs) A backless, sleeveless polo neck. I'll say it again. A backless, sleeveless polo neck. A cream. (laughs) In cream. It is so early 2000s. It's great. I love it. I had, around this time, I was in year, going into year 11, I think, at school. And in our um, class, uh, our school, that year you were allowed to, you didn't have to wear school uniform anymore, but you could wear whatever you wanted uh, within reason. But it had to be black, but it had to be black and white for some bizarre reason. (laughs) Um, And I remember at that time I had sleeveless polo necks that were, black and cream um but they they definitely had backs like, I don't understand <laughs> where this backless well, I has come from I actually like make out what season they're in in terms of like they're wearing knitwear but it's backless like is this autumn like, well this is the we? thing about <laughs> the sleeveless polo neck tops that I found is that it was really there was a very very narrow window of weather where that was actually comfortable to wear because obviously if it's too hot then you're like oh get this stuff around my neck, neck away but if yeah. it's too cold you're like my arms are cold so it's like a really like my old day it had to be yeah which is yeah it was really uh, it's stupid what was i thinking um but yeah so yeah that that, that happens um and then ling 
is suspicious when Ali um, sort of bumps into her in the in the bathroom um, and she says hi um, and Ling's like w- wants to know basically what the catch is <laughs> and Ali's like no I-, I just wanted to say hi and then we get a gif moment a, a lesser spotted gif moment of super speed Ali zooming to look under all of the stall doors before yes. coming back to Ling um, and she comes back to Ling to ask if she remembers the time that they kissed and I was like we oh, all yeah. remember it Ali <laughs> <laughs> never forget the road not travelled yes exactly <laughs> and Ling is like what about it and Ali is quick to reassure her that she isn't looking to go there again <laughs> um, but she starts saying that Ling's a pretty good kisser and um, Ling ever able to see straight through Ali's BS is like why are you sucking up to me and Ali cuts to the chase and admits that she's really scared to death to kiss Larry. She's not sure why, but maybe it's because she likes him. And so she's come to Ling because their first kiss together was amazing. And Ali wants her first kiss with Larry to be amazing too. Therefore, she's looking for, I guess, coaching tips from Ling. I'm just like, um, it's just that thing of being like, oh, I'm not looking to go there um, again, but it was amazing. And it's just like, will you listen to yourself, girls? Yeah. Like, like how are you putting two and two together and coming up with purple? Like, it's like, like, it doesn't make any you sense. You have options here. I don't know why Ling is scraping the bottom of the barrel with Richard, and it's just literally. Like, he's not even in the barrel. Embrace he's your. He's the shit on the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> he's not even in the barrel. <laughs> but it's like, can you please just embrace like your best? Your best life, your best by life. Like, yeah, exactly. You like so good. you're like, oh, yeah. I know. It's it's literally. I will never not be sad that that didn't happen. I know. Um, but anyway. So, um, Ling dispenses her advice. Uh, she says, don't plunge. It's a common mistake. So many couples are hungry for it, so hungry for it that they rush it. The tongues just plunge in. The key is discipline. And then as she continues, John has just come into the bathroom minding his own business as Ling is saying, do you remember how soft and slow we were? And then as John comes past, Ling just like rushes and grabs him to use as a demo dummy. And this is my objection. Because we'll go <laughs> into what also, she does with him. This is also my objection. Okay, I thought I thought we might have the same objection. Um, I wasn't sure where to put it, like at the beginning or right at the end. Yeah. But let's go through it all and then discuss cool. how morally repugnant it is. <laughs> so Ling just rushes and grabs him to use as a demo dummy for what she's talking about essentially she goes put your hands on the side of his face don't do anything at first just look make the whole thing feel prohibitive as you stare at him like you want him but it would be wrong or dangerous and she kind of as she's talking she keeps demonstrating what she's talking about on john but then like she'll do it to him and then just whip his face to one side to explain to Ali while still gripping his two ears and John's just like letting it happen and there are nose whistles galore um so she continues she's like then move in but stop don't go all the way yet there yet I like to rub the top of my head softly against his nose then I go in slow I hesitate again then and she goes in and gives John a full-on snog whilst John's nose whistles like a kettle coming to the boil (laughs) And as Richard comes in, 
Richard comes in and is like, Ling? And Ling doesn't stop. And she just holds her finger in the air. Like she's going <laughs> yeah. like, one second. Give me a second. <laughs> and, and, and then she finishes and she turns to Annie and she's like, like that. And then she just throws John's head at Annie like a football. <laughs> and is like, you try it. And John protests, bits, uh, finally speaks up and is like, hey, I'm not a kissing test dummy. And Ling's like, sure, now you protest when you have to kiss her. And John starts stammering and Ali just pushes him away in disgust. And as John runs away and out of the bathroom, Richard just goes, that's unacceptable. And for once, he's actually got a point. <laughs> this is I mean, the, the thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, you know, uh, 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 what's the frosty saying? Uh, uh, a broken clock is right, like... Twice, Twice a, a day. day yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's totally it's that true. situation. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I, I mean, how, how problematic <laughs> is this? Let me count the ways. Like... It is technically sexual assault. So on principle, I feel <laughs> like we have to throw in our objections here. Um, but yes. I would just like to say, I watching that scene, I was just like, God, Lucy Liu is such an amazing actress. She's so she's good. So yeah. Fucking good in this scene. Like, she's just so also, funny. Peter McNichol's funny as well, oh, isn't it? Yeah, I think. No, you need a good, like, actor to be on the other end of that scene to make yeah. that work. Like, so they're both the, excellent in it. And I would say the other thing that I didn't like about this scene, um, it's, it's very well played, but mm. the, another problem with it is the fact that, again, it's playing into that, like, Lucy Liu is this Asian woman who is mystical and knows things about how to magically kiss people and have it be magic. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. she's just a good kisser. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not magic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, on principle, we have to throw in an objection here. But um, I do like the way it was performed. I did find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so we cut to Ling um, going to Richard to explain herself. But Richard is upset. He's not upset because it's inappropriate for the workplace. Oh, no. He's upset that she just kissed his best friend. And even though she's, like, explaining, oh, it was just a demonstration. And because he's your friend, I wanted to help him. Um, and she's like, you don't think I'm attracted to that funny thing? And then John comes in to make amends with Richard. But Richard is like, no, you go away too. You're Judith. That's what you are. And John's like, well... I think you mean Judas. And he goes on to try and explain his behaviour. But Richard just waves his hands in the air and is like, go! And he pushes John. And then John stumbles backwards. But then he comes back to Richard and he pushes him back and is like, now I'll go. And Richard is mad. Yeah. <laughs> but also misdirecting it at Judith's everywhere. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about you. I kind of don't really like... Richard's reaction to this doesn't feel quite right to me because I definitely feel like Ling has done similar things like this in the past and he's like not battered an eyelid. So I don't know. I, I don't know about remember. I don't he know. He does get territorial over Ling though and generally his girlfriend. Do you reckon? I, yeah, I just feel like he's so sexually like permissive in terms of like how the office is um yeah. with each other like 
I, I'm sure she's done similar things before and he's yeah. he's not well if really anyone can remember examples because my sleep deprived brain ain't got none uh yeah. please let us know i can't remember yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah that's just my feeling anyway fair enough <laughs> meanwhile across the office ali is quizzing mark at the printer about the best kiss he ever got which it turns out was his ninth grade teacher <laughs> what, what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> Well, apparently he had had a crush on her and she knew it and it was the last day of school and she kissed all the kids goodbye, just little pecks on the lips, which he says far too casually for my liking. I know! But, but with him, she went a step further and she squeezed his hand a little and then she let her tongue slide in ever so slightly. And Ali speaks for us all when she incredulously says, you're ninth grade teacher? And Mark's like... <laughs> Yeah, first I wasn't even sure it happened, but then she gave me this knowing look and she said, um, but we never find out what she said because they're interrupted by Larry calling Ali's name because he and his client are here. Um, so I'm just like, before we move on, what? <laughs> wow, people really did just blur out their childhood traumas like in the 2000s also, like as, it was as, nothing. <laughs> as if it wasn't a thing. Yeah, exactly. As if it wasn't traumatic. I'm just like, like Mark. is what in in age i don't even know it's quite young i'm not sure with american ninth grade is ninth grade is the equivalent of year 10 so that's 14 to 15 oh my god that is not cool that is not okay that's a big old crime (laughs) yeah goodness me Ali uh, leaves Mark and his childhood trauma and goes over (laughs) to Larry and his client. Um, And Larry introduces his client, Luke Peterson. And Ali is like, oh, this is where the conference room is. Um, And then once Luke heads over there, Larry turns to Ali and is like, right, once again, do not get agitated. Let me do the talking. You have to stay quiet, which is exactly what he said to her last (laughs) time when they were working on their case together. And And Ali is just like an autopilot. And she's like, yeah, okay. But then she's like, hang on a minute. I'm on the other side and Larry's like you again (laughs) he's got her again Um, so after that flanter flirty banter they uh, head into the meeting and Larry says hi to Kimmy um, but she immediately warns him that she's not going to let him trick her this time and she tells off Larry's client for calling her Kimberly because her name is Kimmy everybody got that? Kimmy not Kimberly put some respect on the name yeah Larry continues unfazed, saying that he he doesn't know um, the two of them that well, but their differences don't compare to what they have in common. And Kimmy's like, I have nothing in common with him. Larry says, come on now, Kimmy, the lawyers at Cole and Nyber are your friends. But she immediately cuts in saying, they are not my friends. So Larry's like, well, um, why would you associate with them then? And Kimmy's like, I don't. I go to work. I leave. Um, and Larry interjects and is like, well, if you don't consider yourself partners, would it be wise for them to make you partner? Boom, mic drop, <laughs> Larry. Um, but we don't have time to really absorb that zing because there is this slow pan across to the other end of the table as we see water being poured and the bells start up and we know what that means. <laughs> the biscuit is about to take them down. Um, and despite 
despite Larry trying to undermine this ritual by going, oh, what's this? John is unperturbed, pouring until the dramatic conclusion of the donging bells. And he begins. He says, I find that lawsuits are usually about truth and perception. The truth lives within those courtroom walls. But when the doors open, it's perception that usually has wings. And John gets up and starts making his way to Mr. Peterson's side of the conference table as he continues, The fact may be you discharged Ms. Bishop because she didn't fit in, that she compromised the camaraderie of your office retreats. But the perception will be that you found her to be too virtuous, I dare say, too moral. Now is that the message you want hopping around town by leaps, Mr. Peterson? That at Cole and Niber there is no room for the pious? That you like your female associates to be a little more loose? And then John leans right into Mr. Peterson's face and says, Is that what you want out there in the community? How about at home with your wife? And then Larry <laughs> slides into shot between the two of them and goes, Could you lean back? We can see the bristle on your lip. And then John's nose twitch is triggered Twitches. and ominous chords play as he looks menacingly at a sheepish Ally who has let slip about his tall tale about the lip bristles. <laughs> tall tales about Q. lip hair. Yes. Cue the next scene uh, where John and Ally are leaving the conference room and he is mad at Ally because she told... Um, and she's just trying to reassure him because it's not as if his lip actually has bristle. But John is like, that doesn't matter. He engaged the memory. That's all it takes. And then suddenly, as they walk past Richard, Richard sticks his foot out and John goes flying. <laughs> and Ali tells Richard off. But Richard is like, it was just a demonstration. So he's obviously still sore about Ling using John as a prop. Um, but then we go straight into Renee delightfully singing at the bar with Vonda um, and they're singing yes. a song called I've Loved You For A Long Time by The Spinners and Ali is dancing with Larry and telling him off about baiting John but Larry thinks it was fair because he brought up the wife and Ali says well maybe we shouldn't be dancing together on the eve of trial and Larry agrees saying that they should go their separate ways but Ali just simply smiles and keeps dancing the big gold tease um, and then she <laughs> casually asks if this is their second date but Larry's like, oh, no, it's our fourth. And Ali immediately goes, no, it isn't. It's our no, third. No. Because, of course, she knew all along. And then she realises he got her again and goes, four for you. And Larry kind of dances victoriously with his fists in the air. Um, and then we pan over to Elaine and Mark at the bar who are watching the dance floor. Um, but Elaine is doing some uh, what can only be described as vigorous chair dancing. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. Mark... Mark notices because how could he not and says um, Elaine uh, by chance would you like to dance and Elaine's like um sure and they make their way over to the dance floor Do meanwhile because uh, I was like this feels uh, I'm got a horrible feeling uh, yeah that I, I feel like they're going to be foisting Mark on Elaine just by oh default. Elaine like, this is the last thing think, you need. And I think she deserves better than Mark. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, I, I I I I did get that vibe that they were like Yeah, I can't remember piece, what moving happened. those chess pieces across the board, yeah, in that yeah, way. I, I, I can't remember if it happens, but that's definitely the feeling I'm getting. The vibe, yeah. Well, meanwhile, John is still in the office meeting with Kimmy and he's giving us some feedback that her demeanour is not playing well in the proceedings because 
a partnership involves people being partners and an alienating personality could very well be dispositive here. And Kimmy's a bit crushed that John has basically confirmed that her personality is alienating. (laughs) John tries to make her feel better by saying that he has a similar issue because when he was growing up, he was always the odd man out, never popular. And as a defense, he formed a shell so it was harder for anyone to hurt him, but it also became harder for him to let anyone in. So in a way, he was securing his own unpopular fate. But he coaches Kimmy that tomorrow on the stand, he wants her demeanor to be different, her voice more relaxed. And it's really important that the jury relate to her as if she was just like them. So basically be less (laughs) off-putting. And Kimmy isn't sure about it. But John says, look, there's a wonderful girl in there. I know it. We just have to bring her out. I think he means well, but he doesn't have a very good way of saying it. (laughs) I know. I'm just like, hi, Kimmy. Could you just like do us all a huge favour and just stop being you when you go on the the stand Overhaul your entire personality, please. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you. Good night. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you know, practice that overnight. See you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, fuck. What is she supposed to do with that? Like, honestly. Um, so back on Ali and Larry's third date, um, it's clearly going well because they're just getting back to Ali's apartment and she's letting him in. And as they walk in, Larry is saying, oh, you know, I can't actually stay. Um, I'm trying a case tomorrow as opposed to just sitting at the table. And Ali's like, yeah, that's really funny because you're obviously alluding to her being second chair. Um, and Larry asks if she's okay. And Ali's like, yeah, fine. Um, do you like my place? And Larry walks in and takes a look around and is like, oh, it's great. Um, Sidebar, in this scene at this point, I noticed there's like in the background, there's a spiral staircase in Ali's lounge. Like, where does that go to? Nowhere? Like what? (laughs) I know. That was my face, exactly. Is it like a face? So... Staircase. <laughs> There's a spike. Like I've never noticed it before. <laughs> I've literally never noticed it before, but but I don't understand what it goes to because everything that I've seen in Ali's apartment has all been on the same <laughs> level. Unless it goes yeah. to like Renee's bedroom, but I don't think so. No, it, they don't have a spiral staircase. That's well, watch it back because they had. bloody do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they bought the flat above and like. <laughs> <laughs> renovating and not telling anyone like i so don't weird. know but yeah uh i just noticed it and thought that was weird um but yeah that whilst larry really weird. <laughs> whilst larry is sort of gone in further into the apartment to admire the spiral staircase that goes to nowhere <laughs> we get a gift moment of ali um zooming into the kitchen area at super speed to down a swig of water presumably to combat the dry mouth she was so worried about yeah. um but anyway, um, then, then we get back to normal sort of speed and she's like, oh, can I offer you some coffee? And Larry's like, you could, but I decline. I, I really should get back. And Ali's like, well, I have fun. And Larry says, me too. And Ali's like, so I guess we're going to call it a night because we're both in trial tomorrow. And Larry's like, yeah. And I was literally like, yeah, he's, he's said that several times. Like, why have you said it again? <laughs> <laughs> and Ali's like, yeah. And then she goes, uh, this is my kitchen. And I'm like, this is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And as Larry steps in to take a look at her kitchen, she like, again, super zooms over to a pillar to swig some more water and like gargle it. Um, And then Larry turns to her as she swallows. 
And Vonda starts singing Isn't It Romantic from a um, film called Love Me Tonight, which is like a 1930s uh, film. Yeah. As um, Larry approaches Ali and he strokes her hair and her face and he's like, oh, I wish the night didn't have to end. And Ali's like, oh, me too. And Larry leans right in. And then at the last second, he diverts to kiss her forehead as Vonda's singing distorts and Ali is left stunned as Larry says goodnight, see you in court and leaves. And then Ali just slams her head against the pillar three times slowly. Classic McBeal move. Yes. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, he clearly likes you, Ali. Like, a kiss on the forehead is not a bad thing. Like, why are you beating yourself up over this? because she's like convinced herself that something's gonna happen and then when it doesn't she's like oh what's wrong with me like yeah uh, that's it i'm just like just enjoy the kiss on the forehead from robert downey jr please like you should be so lucky (laughs) exactly (laughs) like he's not he's clearly not dating anyone else or interested in anyone else you know what i mean like what's the problem I don't know. Don't worry. Anyway, the next morning she's dissecting this the evening uh, with Renee, who thinks, well, maybe he just doesn't want to rush it. And Ali is seething and it's like, he's the man, Renee. It's his job to rush it. And I was like, ugh, internalized <laughs> misogyny alert. Stop giving men <laughs> jobs. <laughs> I know. They're no good. <laughs> Renee continues trying to talk Ali down off this latest ledge by saying, look, I know you don't want to believe this, but forehead is better than cheek, which I was like, 100%. And Ali is pulling on her hair, being like, I don't think he's really into me physically. And Renee's like, how can you say that? And Ali's like, well, shouldn't he have tried something by now? And Renee is losing patience, as are we all, and says, why would he keep asking you out if he wasn't into you? And Ali says, well... With Brian, nothing chemical happened, but I was just so thrilled to meet a good guy that I could finally talk to that I convinced myself that there was a passion when really there wasn't any there. Maybe that's what's going on with Larry. And Renee gives the summary of the entire series by saying, you're way overthinking this. (laughs) (laughs) And Ali just says, Ali would be, you're way overthinking this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She is always way overthinking this. Um, But Ali just goes, Renee, guys, go for it. His little hand should be going everywhere. And Renee goes, Ali, for the first few dates, guys use their hands after the date. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. And Ali calls Renee a vulgar person. But then she says, it's no big deal, really. I just met him. There's nothing to lose. Everything's okay. I'm a lawyer. I'm independent. I've got the whole world at my fingertips and I am woman. And Renee's like, damn right. Um, But then she says, and if he doesn't love me, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Renee does the like awkward grin emoji face. So she's like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) it's just that thing. It's just that thing of like your, it's her obsession with like gender roles. And what the man should do and what the woman a should ridiculous do. ridiculous obsession with gender roles. <laughs> <laughs> with love. It, but it makes yeah. her miserable. It makes her miserable. I know. And I it's know. just like, you keep falling into the same trap every time. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, you're right. At the office, 
Richard is still mad at Ling, telling her off um, as they walk into his office because she doesn't understand what the big deal is. And he's like, let me tell you something. Let's see if you can get this. Women love money. You love money. You're attracted to me in large part because I've got it. And when you run around kissing other men, even as a demonstration, it says to the world, maybe I'm not wealthy. That's a violation. And Ling's like, okay, can I respond? And Richard's like, go ahead. And Ling comes up to him and says, Richard, what women are attracted to is what they don't have. I have you, honey. And then Richard has no words. <laughs> Ling has all the power. I, I literally don't understand why Richard is upset. Like, his, his no. reasons for being upset make zero sense. Like, it, it's just, just like, stupid. What the fuck are you talking about, Richard? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, 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 I've given up. Maybe I like mean... two seasons ago, trying to figure out why Richard is the way he is. I'm just like, oh, just give him a binky and get, move on. Like, I don't... <laughs> oh, don't talk to me about binkies. They're like triggering at the moment. I literally get up five times a night to put them back into my child's mouth. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I wish I could give him a binky and move on. <laughs> so, in court, John is questioning Kimmy on the stand and she is explaining that she understands that not everyone can make partner, but she's suing because she was dismissed for not fitting in. So she sees the translation of that is too prude-like and she basically doesn't think it's fair that that should prevent her from becoming the life of the party. Uh, sorry, she doesn't think it's fair. She says that should prevent her from becoming the life of the party, but not making partner in a law firm. Then John puts it to Kimmy that to be a partner, you have to have a partnership with people, i.e. you have to get along with them. And Kimmy says, well, she knows that. And if she was causing problems in the workplace, she would expect to be left behind, but she wasn't. She just doesn't like to drink or slap her knee at the racy joke. And she skips after our parties and it's not fair to punish her for that. And then John clarifies whether she was explicitly told that that was the reason. And Kimmy says, well, basically, yeah, Mr. Peterson let me know that I wasn't entertaining the clients well enough. He told me it was important to show them a good time on occasion and not just do their legal work. And that's what I have a hard time accepting. So John sits down because he's finished his questions and Larry gets up to cross. And Larry asks her if she is a person of values. And Kimmy says, well, values is a very elusive term. Every person would like to think that they have them. And Larry says, but did you ever impose yours on others? And Kimmy says, no. And Larry then brings up a series of things that Kimmy has done that would suggest otherwise. So last Christmas, she got everyone Bennett's Book of Virtues. And Kimmy's like, that's a wonderful book. (laughs) (laughs) And then she went around before the Christmas party pulling down the mistletoe. And I was like, I think uh, we're on record as saying we'd be with Kimmy on that one. Um, (laughs) But then Kimmy um, counters that and her defense on that is saying that kissing can get out of control, especially with eggnog flowing. And I was like, yes, it can, Kimmy. Well done. Um, (laughs) Then when (laughs) when confronted with mistletoe in her office, she told Mr. Peterson that these vile, disgusting plants promote free sex. She complained about some secretaries (laughs) wearing short skirts by writing a memo saying, too short, why not draw bullseyes on them? And she also has a bumper sticker that says Virgin's Rule, which she is not ashamed of, although at this point she starts her eye twitch. 
She also admits that she was arrested once for civil disobedience because she protested the opening of the vagina monologues because that (laughs) word shouldn't be used in public, let alone lit up on a billboard. And then Larry also reveals to the court that she had a nickname at the firm, the perfect one, which she says didn't bother her, but her eye twitch continues to go wild. And then finally, she once asked that the litigation department join hands in prayer, although she says it was before a really big case and she didn't insist on it. And she slaps her hand over her eye twitch. And I was like, well, 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 Kimmy, a heck of a lot of non-imposition of values there. (laughs) Yes, yes. But poor, poor Kimmy with her eye. <laughs> I know. Trying to be, I'm breezy, but her eye is just like giving it away. I am not breezy. Telling on her. <laughs> I'm breezy. I'm so fucking breezy. <laughs> yeah. So afterwards, in the courthouse hallways, Ali admonishes Larry for attacking um attacking Kimmy um using her nickname and calling her a virgin and basically trying to embarrass her which Larry denies he's like a virgin whoa there's a smear and Ali's like look for somebody who prides themselves on not being adversarial you're certainly doing good damage and Larry says well so much for being on opposite sides and Ali says well it's a trial you don't expect to butt lips a little uh foreheads I mean heads opposing sides butt heads and Larry looks at her strangely and asks Larry looks at her strangely and asks her if something's wrong and Ali just suddenly goes um you were mean I didn't like it and Larry says sternly Ali I'm not a fan of rude and Ali walks off saying she's gonna go and meet with her client um so then John is approaching Larry as Ali storms off and as he walks past he tries to reassure Larry and and kind of offer some advice and he's saying that Ali gets emotional and that if it was him he'd go after her and Larry just goes I don't do that and John turns back and observes that he supposes if Larry did it would make it harder to live life alone and then he just raises one eyebrow as he keeps walking and Larry is left (laughs) chewing on that to food for thought I just think like I'd be like excuse me John but I'm just like excuse me Ali every time she gets emotional is not actually a pattern you want to encourage because it just lest we forget she's a real emotional girl (laughs) what i said lest we forget she's a real emotional girl (laughs) (laughs) i'd erase that from my memory impression she was really emotional and running off because of that but even she's but just if, Ali yeah but if it was like I'm just like I don't think you know it, that's just immature behavior and you reward it when you run after someone who's acting like that I know like so yes fuck off mate <laughs> like I'm just like you're the one without a girlfriend John like I don't know yeah you're the one being used as a kissing prop <laughs> Um, back at Cajun Fish in the unisex Nell is at the sinks and Richard comes in looking glum and Nell asks him fashion moment she's wearing an amazing suit with a tie she's got her hair down it's amazing oh I missed that oh Oh, dear I'm gonna have to go back it's a proper 
it, it reminded me of, um, did, did you see uh, A Simple Favour with Blake uh, yes. Lively and Anna Kendrick? Yes. You know how yes. Blake Lively like is wearing like amazing, Looks amazing. power suits? And yes. It, it yes, completely yes, yes, yes. gave me those kind of vibes. It was great. It was really good. Oh. A-plus. Well, everyone go back to that scene and watch that. Yeah, so... Nell is looking amazing at the sinks and Richard comes in looking <laughs> glum. Um, and Nell asks him if everything's okay and he eventually admits that he doesn't um, excite his women. Uh, no, he says he doesn't excite his woman anymore. But other than that, and then Nell counsels him by sharing that when John let himself get taken over by Barry White, it was quote unquote thrilling so she's <laughs> suggesting that Richard try something similar and Richard's like yeah Barry and I don't exactly gel and Nell's like oh it doesn't have to be him just find a song or a persona like John um and it'd have to be being yourself which I was like lol <laughs> <laughs> and Richard says well thank you very much Nell between you and Ling my self-esteem cup runneth over and Nell's like look I'm just giving you a little hint women like men to mix things up a little and then she leaves and Richard is left unconvinced that this is something he'd be willing to do because we we know he's tried on Barry for size and yeah. it did not fit <laughs> it did not fit it did not no um back in court Larry is questioning Kimmy's old boss, um, who is explaining that the problem wasn't her values. It was that she made people feel uncomfortable because she became so judgmental. And Kimmy rolls her eyes at this. Um, Larry says he likes her. And her boss is like, well, I do too. But when you rip mistletoe down at the Christmas party and then you put memos out about the joys of chastity and when you tell people God has plans for them, <laughs> partnership isn't just a function personalities involved and hers rubbed people the wrong way so then john crosses asking questions about the number of people that work at the firm so there's 102 lawyers another 100 or so secretaries and 75 to 80 admin staff and john's like and you can't make room for one virgin (laughs) (laughs) so funny um and the boss protests but john just cuts him off aggressively asking and did you tell her to take her clothes off and the boss is like no and john's like oh right my mistake and then he says ever think of the possibility that a woman of her values could be good for the firm ever think that by not making her partner you send the message that you're against piety think you'd give others the notion i'd better roll with the jokes kiss under the mistletoe or i'll be fired ever warn her that her values may be used against her and the boss man is trying to answer but john just keeps cutting him off to ask another question so at this point larry jumps in to ask if he could get in one answer to which john says I withdraw every question. That's a bad word at your place. Withdraw. If a woman says that she could, uh, sorry, if a woman says that, she could get fired. And Judge Walsh then warns John. And John then changes tack and asks hypothetically if there is sex on TV and movies, the internet, why omit the law firm? Which earns him another Mr. Cage from Walsh. (laughs) And then John asks the boss man if she was a good lawyer, made money. She was one of his top associates. And the boss says yes to all of those three. But then he tries to qualify that. But John cuts him off saying, thank you. You spoke nothing further. And then he turns to Larry asking redirect which larry doesn't react to and john turns back saying seems not even your own lawyer has no use for you and the <laughs> boss man is bewildered with what just happened and i'm like you just got caged motherfucker <laughs> yeah i mean john going going in really hard on kimmy's boss there like uh quite impressive <laughs> 
Yeah. That's what I, well, I feel like we need a jingle for you just got caged. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Like a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Um, that evening, Ali has come to Larry's office to apologise for how she was with him earlier, i.e. acting like a child. Um, she says she was upset because she was disappointed that he didn't kiss her last night. And I'm like, finally, she's just being honest. Yeah. Like, this is always the way forward, the yes. path forward, the path to greatness. Um, and Larry objects and he's like, I did kiss you. And she's like, on the forehead. And Ali's like, you can't even catch anything from that. And Larry says sincerely that he didn't want to rush. Um, and that could be right. And he says, I don't want to blow it by going fast. And then Ali picks up on Larry saying, could be right, saying, so it might not be. You're not sure. And Larry's like, well, we've had two dates. Like, are you usually sure at two dates? And Ali says, no. And then she says, you're, no, you're perfectly within your reasons um, not to want to rush it. And Larry rightly deduces that she's still smarting and she's still hurt from it. And Ali's like, look, Larry, maybe it isn't right. You know, we, uh, I mean, I, I like you, but you know, with the trial and oil, it's added a little stress. Maybe we should just cool it and step back. And she's, she's really trying, really trying to be breezy, like really trying. (laughs) But Larry's like, no, don't run from me or what, from whatever you're feeling. And she looks at him and he goes, you, you didn't think I was scared? I've been dating one wrong woman after another. It gets as easy as it does old. And suddenly you're with somebody who could be right. And it's terrifying. And Ali like takes all of this in and then she smiles and she's like, do you want to know how silly I've been? In the last few days, I've been walking around obsessing, obsessing over the idea that I've forgotten how to kiss. What do you make of that? And Larry says, well, it could be symbolic of something else. Like when I first met you, you struck me as a person who has maybe forgotten how to love and be loved. To spend six months with a guy you don't even know why you were with him. Do you even remember what it's like to really be with somebody? And Ali's like, well, what are you trying to say, Larry? And Larry says, well, maybe what you're afraid of is that you, what you don't know. And Ali again takes that in and says, well, I don't know if I should feel sorry for myself or whether I should be offended or whether I should be happy that I met someone who sees into me or walk out on a guy who has no idea who or what I am. And Larry says, well, I guess that's your call there. And Ali continues saying, well, she does think it's crazy to try and sort this out while they're in trial together. So she's going to go. Um, and she says, I can tell you're working on your closing. So I'll go. And, and she leaves. And as the door closes, Larry says to himself, I talk too much. <laughs> why do you have to make everything so bloody hard like i don't dramatic like, had two dates and because he's not instantly declaring that one two <laughs> two buckle my shoe dates and like because he's not instantly declaring like you're his soulmate you think you need to like step back like it just feels like, this feels like Ali has just, like, had her feelings hurt. And yeah. Yeah, Because he didn't her. kiss her. Oh, my God. And, and We've got does... but her Ali instead of but her Billy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I thought we got rid of the but her. But it's just pure ego. Like, she's just... Yeah. And I just don't even think Ali knows what she wants from a guy at this point. Like, I just don't know what... God help Larry. I I just think whatever (laughs) a guy does, she's not happy about. Like, she can't... 
like she always finds something to be uh, offended by or yeah, affronted by or, or in some way. Like, oh well, clearly this is a sign that it's not right, and it's like. But in some way, it's like a self sabotage thing, isn't it? Because it's like she's scared of being happy, almost. Well, she literally can't decide. Like she says there, like she literally can't decide whether Larry can read her like a book, or if he doesn't actually get her at all. And I'm just like, all of which sounds like an alley problem, <laughs> like not a yeah, man problem, problem or or, yeah, exactly. or a love problem. Like this is her relationship with herself is like a complete mess. And it's yeah, just... and all I can say is like after two dates, even after just two dates, Larry has already displayed the patience of, of a, a lifetime. <laughs> So, oh. you know. Yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not him. It's not the trial. It's you. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> it's not the world. It's actually just you, Ali. <laughs> You're the problem. You're the and common I, denominator here. And also just the, the way it's what everyone's like, been trying to tell you all along. <laughs> the, the way she just kind Renee, of... Renee, John, rush. Billy, Ghost Billy... <laughs> Ghost, even Billy came back from the dead to tell you. <laughs> like, I just, it's like also, even here, it's your problem. <laughs> even in the afterlife, it's you. <laughs> but it's just that thing, like I'm just like <laughs> the way she just like rushes out, like oh, I should go, I should go. It's just like always with the drama. <laughs> know she loves to create a dramatic she loves dra- like situation she, when there's nothing to be yeah, dramatic about she's like what mm, this is missing some drama so let me just sprinkle that in here <laughs> yeah like pixie Girl. dust like magical unicorn fairy dust <laughs> that's what that is emotional girl <laughs> yeah so the next day we have closings and John is first up telling everyone about how squeaky clean Kimmy's always been. Um, when she was 14, she was the only one in the peer group who chose not to smoke pot. She skipped Bloody Mary brunches in college and she went to church. And while everyone else was out having all that fun, she went to the library and studied with the idea that one day she'd be partner in a law firm. And here she is today, the prude. She's one of the brightest, most productive associates at the firm, but she was denied partnership in part because her life style wasn't wild enough and the truth is she's been rejected her whole life we ridicule the innocent today the pure believe in god will you keep it to yourself frown on premarital sex jokes on you don't want to drink after work what kind of partner could you be we can't respect the virtuous they're just stupid they miss out on all the good stuff if you want an idea of just how idiotic they can be take a look at this one she believed if she was a good lawyer who did the work put in the hours and won her cases she'd be rewarded regardless of how much fun she was how silly is that (laughs) (laughs) and then it is larry's turn and he picks up on john's theme and says she's been rejected her whole life i wonder she encountered some people to form close friendships with maybe she just got so used to being rejected she was no longer open to the idea that hey things could work cut to Ali's cogs whirring hey this closing is about me slash Larry (laughs) (laughs) 
And Larry continues and he says, sometimes people on occasion, I've been one of them, they get so used to things not working out, they strangely become more comfortable with failure than they are with success. Kimberly Bishop, notice the Kimberly, Kimberly Bishop has never gotten along with people. At some point she has to ask, is it me? Am I the one? <laughs> Nobody at the Colon Niber said to her, you can't be who you are. Perhaps she refused to accept them. And Larry wanders back to his seat, but he stops before he gets there, just in front of Ali, and says, everything could have worked out here. All she had to do was let it. Cue meaningful look at Ali. <laughs> <laughs> this is a classic Ali learns life lesson from the trial. From closings. Yeah. <laughs> working on. <laughs> Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the poor unisex has to bear witness to another oh, hapless God. middle-aged white man dealing with his own shortcomings. <laughs> if those walls could, if those stalls could talk, eh? Oh my God! <laughs> Richard is stood in front of the mirrors, trying out different personas. So he starts by trying to lip sync to a song called "I Gotcha" by Joe Tex, but he's not feeling it, and there's like a record scratch as it cuts out. And then the opening bars of Hot Stuff start up and he starts vibing with that, kind of like nodding his head and loosening his tie and um, undoing his top button. And as he's doing that, Ling peeks her head out of a stool and starts watching him. But then he he calls it on that. And he's like, that's not working either. And the record kind of grinds to a halt. And next, Richard starts biting his bottom lip angrily. You know, um, a bit like, you know, in La La Land where Ryan Gosling's doing that photo shoot and the photographer's like, now bite your lip, bite your lip. Like, you're angry. And he's like, <laughs> that's what Richard's doing. <laughs> um, and he's doing it to the strains of Love Machine. <laughs> but after the first growl in the track, he sighs and there's like another record scratch as he kind of, bins that persona and he turns away from the mirror and as he does that Ling hides back in the stool so he doesn't see her and then we hear the opening bars of it's not unusual as he turns back to the mirror and nods along he takes his tie off he jams away and Ling peeks out again as he throws his jacket off and starts dancing and is like Richard and he's startled and Ling just like <laughs> And Ling just says, you're acting out and comes out of her stall. And Richard is defensive, saying he can dance with his own damn unisex if he wants Ling and starts to dance again. So it's not unusual, but he swiftly grinds to a halt as he asks defeated, is the magic gone, Ling? You never suck my finger. I can't remember the last time I did your knee. We need to rekindle. And Ling wearily says, rekindle? Our hottest flame is about the size of a big butane. We're meant to be tepid, Richard. And Richard whines that he wants it hot and approaches her from the back. And Ling whips around to a growl sound effect. And Richard recoils. And Ling just goes, can you handle me hot, Richard? And Richard says breathlessly, <laughs> I want it hot. I know I'm sexy. I have money. I drink $300 bottles of wine. I drive a Mercedes, for God's sake. Men don't come any more sexy than me. And I want it hot. And I was like, why do I just hear this in a, I want it hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, honey. <laughs> Excuse me while I go laugh and vomit. <laughs> like, 
Well, Ling jumps up from leaning on the sink unit with another growl and circles around him like a lion stalking its prey. And she's like, all right, Richard, we'll be hot. And then she like pretend bites him as she walks out. And Richard is so worked up that he sneaks into a stool to presumably relieve himself. Um, And yeah, that's so that's what's happening there, which I wish we didn't have to bear witness to, but it's a part of the show. I know. <laughs> he can't handle her hot. I don't know what he's thinking. No, he can barely handle anything. Like, <laughs> no. Meanwhile, back with the members of Cajun Fish actually working this week, Ali and John and Larry are getting the verdict from Kimmy's case and the jury have found in favour of the defendant, the law firm. And John and Ali apologise to Kimmy and suggest that they could appeal, but Kimmy says, no, no, it's the right verdict. I think I should admit that. And Ali looks over and sees Larry saying goodbye to his client and excuses herself to go and talk to him. And that leaves Kimmy and John alone. And Kimmy thanks John for his support and for all his kind words. And John says, well, I meant them. And Kimmy seems surprised that he wasn't just arguing a case. And John's like, no. And his nose starts twitching. And then Kimmy turns to him and says, well, I've never been this forward with a man ever, but would you like to have dinner? As her eye starts twitching. And John says that he'd love to as his nose like continues to twitch and then it whistles, which is very sweet. I, I, you know, I think it's really, um, it's an admirable quality that she lost so gracefully like she was really graceful yes. about the fact that she lost um not it's kind of bitter. surprising in a way because i thought given her like what we've seen of her so far i thought she could have had a big toys out of the pram moment and it would have rung true for her character but i'm glad that they've shown this other side yes. to her because this other side doesn't not ring true if you know what i mean it's still yeah. it still feels like her yeah it's nice yeah i i think so Annie's in the corridor um, after that looking for Larry, um, but he's gone. So she just sits on a bench looking dejected as Renee comes past and is like, oh, what's wrong? And Ali says, um, well, Billy told me once that I was incapable of ever being happy. Was he right? And Renee goes, well, he also said it's only a headache. Don't be believing what Billy said. And I was like, line of the episode. (laughs) I was like... So wow, good. that is some super dark humour there, Renee. Like, zing. That was Sick so burn. funny. I really absolutely lost my, whatever I was drinking at that point, because it was so funny. That's definitely the line of the episode. Don't be believing what Billy said. It's only a headache. Um, yeah. And then Ali says, I know it's crazy, but I'm so afraid of the whole thing. Why? And Renee's like, because... For once in your life, you have something really big to lose. Oh, like, uh, Renee. That's she? <laughs> well, she's got someone like, she thinks she might have connected with. <laughs> yes, but Eleanor, you can can you not feel the chemistry? <laughs> like Eleanor. Can you not feel it's the heat? Downey Jr. <laughs> exactly. That's what she's got someone really big to lose, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so, yeah. So later on, Ali's at her desk working late and her phone rings and she takes a few deep breaths before answering. Um, and it's Larry. And we can't really hear Larry's half of the conversation because it's very faint. So we hear Ali say that she didn't even notice that he rushed out because she was so busy with the client. And I'm like, yeah, sure, Ali. Um, <laughs> and then Larry asks if she's okay. And she says, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just working late. But 
um, yes, we should get together sometime and um, we'll have a good night then. And then she puts down the phone as Vonda starts singing um, Try to Remember from The Fantastics, which is a song that she's sung a few times in this show. Um, and then Ali, as she's singing, Ali swivels in her chair to look out of the window. And after the first verse is finished, we see a man cross in front of Ali and cut to Larry staring down at Ali, who is confused as to how she was just on the phone to him when he's here and Larry just holds up his hand with a mobile in it and I was like lol of <laughs> the early mobile phone days like such hilarity and confusion to be had um like hang on so, a second how did you yes. get it so quickly? Yeah, exactly <laughs> oh you've got one of those newfangled mobilization phones mobilizational follicles <laughs> technology eh what a gas what times we live in (laughs) yeah um so larry is admonishing her for how she ended that conversation so casually and says do you think i'm just gonna sit back and wait for you to get with the program you might be afraid of all of this ali but i'm i'm not and ali looks up at him like sort of worried and serious and says look you've only just seen the tip of the neurotic iceberg i'm demented and i was like whoa never a truer word spoken and larry takes his glasses off and says and what else and ali goes self-absorbed and larry leans down towards her and goes what else and she says vain and he goes closer and he's like what else and she says beautiful and then she goes but that's a good thing and larry's like what else um and ali says well I might be incapable of letting myself be loved. And Larry's like, well, we need to work on that then. And Ali nods and says, do you have any idea what you're getting yourself into? And Larry sighs and Ali looks down and then whispers, I'm afraid to trust it. And Larry's like, well, then we need to work on that too. And she smiles and Larry leans in and they kiss properly and tenderly. And Larry just goes, I think you remember how to do it. And then Vonda starts up singing for once in my life. And Ali smiles and gets up and she kind of slowly moves into Larry's arms and they hug. And then from there we get a slow fade into Vonda singing at the bar um, where Richard and Ling are slow dancing. John is twirling Kimmy. Nell and Elaine are sat lonely side by side at a table and (laughs) back in the office. really hate, like I really hate the way like... (laughs) the million big and small ways this show just shits on single people and especially I know, single like, women it's like oh well because they're single be any sadder yeah, like, like it's like you cannot tell me those women have fuck all to chat about they've been to loads no, of exactly. together i do not all they have to do is stare wistfully at the various couples in the show i know it's just like bullshit <laughs> Bullshit. That's your main role right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then back in the office, Ali and Larry are slow dancing to nothing, which is Ali's favorite pastime. And Ali says, I'll see you tomorrow, right? And Larry's like, oh, you'll see me tomorrow. And Ali smiles. And then she goes to settle back on his shoulder. But then she catches her breath and checks. And the day after that? And Larry wearily says, and the day after that. And they continue <laughs> dancing to nothing into the night. Oh the end. I really love okay, so it like romantic interests like suddenly just turning up out of nowhere unexpectedly is like my jam. I love it. So I really like that scene. 
And um, I really love Larry calling Ali on her out on her bullshit and being like, do you really think I'm just going to sit around and wait for you to get with the program? <laughs> like, I, really I like bit. the way that he anticipated that she'd do that. Which yes. is why he was like outside her office calling yes. her. <laughs> yeah, so that he no. could go in and be like, you think I'm going to put up with that bullshit? Because that was bullshit. <laughs> And I also think <sighs> um, the whole, the bit where she was, it was funny, but I really loved the, um, you know, when she's going, like, I'm demented. <laughs> like, I I'm really demented. loved that because I actually, <laughs> I think it might be my favourite, like, Ali, uh, well, it's not a monologue because he's going like, oh, what else? But it, it's kind of like a monologue. And and I, I think it's my favourite one Ali's ever done because it actually feels quite honest and self-aware. And I feel like she's Well, I hope down. so, after three years of talking I about know. herself. Surely <laughs> <laughs> she's learnt some things by now. Yeah. Well, it seems to me like she has because I feel like she's laid down some, like, real, genuine, like, vulnerability here. And that's, like, the Truth first bombs. Step. Yeah, first step to true intimacy is is letting yourself it is. be vulnerable. And it's great so, that she's doing it so early on in the relationship yeah. as well. It's perfect. Yeah, it's great. I like it. Well I done, like it. Ali. You have <laughs> taken some steps to being an adult human. <laughs> Emotionally stable person. <laughs> Snaps for Ali. <laughs> yeah cool so yeah i mean i guess yeah it was a fun episode and i thought kimmy was cute this week as well yes kimmy and john sweet yes yes um so yeah moving on to verdicts for the week in a second if you are missing retrial don't forget we do still produce the retrial segment as minisodes for our patrons so if you are interested in hearing what we had to say about the case this episode um head on over to our patreon where you can find out how to access that um Mm -hmm. so verdict of the week the jury's back uh who do you find (laughs) i want to give it to two people if that's okay two yes i want to give a not guilty to larry um because that's who i've got oh really (laughs) yeah well that's what i'm doing like Big kudos Double. to Larry for easily holding his own against John in trial after John's little snide remark and also navigating <laughs> Ali's drama so smoothly. So that's, well, that's my first I've one. Well, I've got Larry not guilty for being a goddamn fucking saint and putting up with <laughs> Ali's bullshit so deftly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Uh, you do remember and- when she was with Brian and um, and she got annoyed because he was, like, handling her. And I'm like, now that I've seen Larry with Ali, I'm like, that's handling her. Like, yes. re- Brian, <laughs> yeah. Brian can handle shit. <laughs> Brian he, just made at Larry, Larry can handle Larry. Yeah, Larry can not only handle Ali, but also um, without like vibe her with feel. her at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the other verdict of the week I had was um, not guilty for Mark because I was like, whatever that teacher did, it was not your fault, Mark. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like what the fuck? <laughs> 
that's so random. <laughs> the the random, like we will never revisit that story, and I'm sure it's the root of a lot of the reasons why Mark <laughs> is the way he is. I know. I was like, <laughs> the way that was so casually dropped in, like it was nothing. I was just like, no. It really says some... something about David E. Kelly's like view of the world. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's some casual story that I can drop in? Oh yeah, his teacher just kissed her. That's and that's fine. Yeah, and that'd that's be nothing his to worry best about. Kiss. Like I'm just yeah. Like, Okay, no. that's normal. <laughs> that's not at all problematic or traumatizing. It's <laughs> this fine. It's wrong, and it needs to be acknowledged that this was wrong. Goodness me! <laughs> yes, well done. So yeah, um, that about wraps it up for episode five of season four. What did you guys think of this episode? Uh, do you agree um, that uh, our Ari? Ari? Is that what we're calling them? You're always an Ari. Lally or Ari. <laughs> it's Ari I'm wanting to marry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wheel that out for the end of this season. <laughs> um, yeah, what is their ship name? Answers on a postcard. Is it Ari or Lally? <laughs> Tell us what you think. Um, but yeah, do you think they've got off on the right foot in their relationship? Um, do Have you also had enough of Richard and Ling's bullshit? And are you concerned about Mark? Please blink twice for yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can also contact us on um, Facebook at Bygones Podcast, Twitter at Bygones Podcast, uh, Instagram at Bygones Pod, or you can email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, bye, guys. For once in my life, I have someone who needs me, someone I've needed so long. For once, unafraid, I can go where life leads me. Somehow I know I'll be strong. For once, I can touch what my heart used to dream of long before I knew.